This is the Funky Gamer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello there. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Funky Gamer Podcast, a gaming podcast from a bunch of wannabe somebody yet still nobody British dudes who think they know stuff. I'm your host, Ricky James, and this is episode 25. Alongside me in a two-man show this week, Mr. Chris Wright. Hello, be thy name. Oh, yeah. How we doing? All right, thank you. Very good. Good, good, good. I'm glad you're here with me this week. Thank you very much indeed. So am I. It'd just be only you and your lonesome. I know, and it's been a couple of weeks. It has, yes. Uh, and, uh, well, an unavoidable hiatus, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, for sure, which is not intentional on our part, I assure you, and something that's not going to be common. Yeah, no, it's just that none of our routines synced up for the last few weeks, and Dave's moving. Yeah, we've had a busy one, and as you can tell, Dave is not with us this week. With Hopefully within the next two or three weeks, he'll be back on his feet with a new place, a, that kind of thing. He's got a lot to sort out, so obviously this wasn't a priority at the moment. No, sorting out his internet's one. Yeah, exactly. He's going to need to do that in order to be here anyway. So Priority number one. <laughs> we wish him all the best uh, for his move, of course, and we look forward to having him back on the show once he's sorted things out. So, Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, in this week's show, we're going to be talking about pretty much anything of interest that's cropped up over the last couple of weeks. So join us for the ride and tell your friends. Shall we get into it, Christofferson? Yes, let's. Excellent. Well, in traditional fashion, straight into normal. What are you playing? What are you playing? Okay, cars are boring. I'm going to go to you first, Chris. What have you been playing? You've had two weeks to do loads. So if you say... Only the Division 2 and Days Gone. I'm going to be really upset with you. Um, okay. I need to make this a little bit more interesting. Uh, I have been playing something else. Okay. Oh, do tell. Uh, I started The Walking Dead A New Frontier. Ah, is it, was it it's on Xbox? Yes, the Xbox. I think it's the it's on Games Pass. So I figured I'd give that a go, as I'd not played any Walking Dead games since like the first season. No, how are you finding it? Uh, I flew through chapter one. It took me like, what, just over an hour to get through it. I know, and yeah, that, I'll speak a little bit to, more to that in just a second if I recall it, because yeah, that kind of bleeds into the length of one of the games that I've been playing and how I was surprised when compared to The Walking Dead at how long it was. Yeah, it was it was very quick. I, the, the story so far seems pretty good. You're sort of a, a family who obviously get torn apart by the, the zombie apocalypse that happens, and you're sort of out there in the free world, and you meet up with Clementine, who is still surviving on her own. Pretty badass. It's an, I really enjoyed that entire season, actually. It was one of the better Walking Dead seasons. Yeah, we'll see if we- I make it through it. To be honest, they are all good. But yeah, if the length of the episode, if the length of chapter one's anything to go by, it shouldn't take me too long to get through the rest of it. It's been a while since I played that particular season, but what I can tell you is that the season itself is it is five episodes, so you know, I suppose that's a, a plus. Mm-hmm. It's fairly lengthy in that regard. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure either episodes two and three or three and four are quite substantial in length. Okay. So, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly which, but I'm sure you'll know as soon as you come to it. Yes, I'm sure I will. Uh, Days Gone's going well as well. I've still not completed it, but I am getting through it. I just get far too easily distracted with um, maybe photo mode and other things. Well, that's not surprising to me. No, but my, my Instagram feed's looking lovely. Oh, wow. Well, stick around for the plugs at the end of the show. We'll plug your Instagram feed 
if I remember actually. If not, it's in the show notes. Yeah, you'll probably forget, as I as will I. People can check out your cool screenshots because I'm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've got, that's awesome, man. So what have I been on with? I'm sure you're probably wondering. Well, Life is Strange season one. Remember, I've spoken about this on previous episodes and said that I've not played it. Yep. Express my intense shame at the fact that I'd not played it. Yes, and we, we shamed you into playing it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, the, the the shaming on here definitely contributed towards my eventual playing it, but I did play it, and I played the entire thing on live stream over a week or two. Yeah, I chipped in for one of the days. Well, I think, yeah, was that towards the end of the first season? It was, yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was on the last episode, maybe. I did one of the streams that I did was like eight hours. It was a megathon. Wow. It was insane. I did like two episodes nearly, I think, in one night. I think that's exactly what I did, two episodes. Anyway, I love the concept of the game. It's brilliant. It really is. I can see the comparisons to Telltale's games, but in a lot of ways, it is very different. Like, Well, first and foremost, your ability to control time as the main protagonist um, I thought that was absolutely brilliant because of the way that you can, I don't know, some of the way that they embed the achievements and the photographs that you have to take and just the yeah. Easter eggs yeah. through the time mechanics. It's very clever. I forgot how to rewind time because I took a bit of a pause when I was playing through mine. I just forgot about that whole thing. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, no, absolutely not. And you, you know, still I'm like loved for remembering it? Things. Yeah, I still, I still absolutely loved it. Wow, the reason that 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 makes me well, no, I'm not going to go down that route. Actually, it's to do with the before the storm. But carry on. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I got to a point where I, uh, I was thinking, "Hang on, surely there's a different way I can play through this." And I just had to quickly Google search how to rewind time again because, uh, yeah, I, I knew it was that. It was just at the back of my mind. It's like LT. Yes. Yeah. Or L L two. I don't. You're, yeah, you're playing it. I'm not. The thing is, Chris, that's like the universal rewind button. If you use your PlayStation for media in any way, that is also rewind. Is it? Well, you live and learn. No, I knew that. You, you do, absolutely. But it, I, I really enjoyed the time mechanic. Uh, the characters in it were fantastic. Yes. I love the two, the uh, Chloe and Max, as well as all the surrounding characters that you meet throughout your journey. Warren G, who definitely sang the song Regulator. <laughs> oh dear I swear to god your best mate in that well your slash potential lover in that is called Warren G in the game and I was like dude yes what a dude I don't think it was him no it definitely isn't the same guy uh, I was thinking about this and I said this to a friend when we were talking about Life is Strange over text a couple of days after I'd finished it and I generally believe a lot of my love for this game as well as like just the story and the mechanics but I believe it made me feel, <laughs> this is kind of deep, but quite nostalgic. Like, namely for the, the, I think I've quoted to him, the innocence of teenage years. So that idea, you know, when you used to break out and sneak out and break the rules, because that was the only thing, the only way you could do what you wanted, sorry. I can't remember that far back. No, we were talking, you know, a good 60 years in your case. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. But I can remember stuff like that. And I think for me, you know, to be able to live if only briefly throughout this storyline in the shoes of somebody that's, you know, in college and has that those kind of vulnerabilities, stuff that you kind of arm yourself to as you grow older. 
yeah, it was just a really nice thing to behold, I think. So there you go. But I did complete it, and I did so rather quickly. Over on Mixer, the live streams of EODs are still available if you want to go and check them out. We'll plug the live stream links at the end of the show. I've also been playing, or have started, the prequel, Before the Storm. So I've played episode one of that, and I'm enjoying it. It's very good so far. Cool. has many references to the first game in a number of the scenes I didn't notice, at least, again, only episode one, but... Uh, a lot of the locations cross over between Before the Storm and uh, the first season of Life. It's strange. So there were some nice Easter eggs and things like that, things that Chloe, lines of dialogue that Chloe would say because you play as Chloe in the uh, Before the Storm prequel. Have you played this, by the way? I'm assuming you have. I actually haven't, you know. What? Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not. That is also on Game Pass. Cool. Well, that's me catching up on that one. It's really good. You play as Chloe. And that's all I can tell you, really, outside of, uh, yeah, the general plot. Oh, you, uh, I'll tell you what is interesting. It revolves around Chloe and Rachel Amber, who's a girl that you hear a lot a lot about in the first season of Life is yes. Strange, but you never see her. Right, okay. She's a missing girl. Yes, so you yes. You find out a lot about the relationship between Chloe and Rachel Amber. It's very good from my point of view. I am wondering whether, you, whether I get a question to, uh, answer, excuse me, to a question that I don't recall getting from the first season. And that is, do Max's powers, these rewind powers, ever vanish or like impact her health-wise? Like, was the storm a thing that killed it off completely? Can she still do the time thing despite the ending, whichever you chose? Like, the game never really tells you this. At least I don't recall it doing so. so I'm really hoping that again an answer to that question. You're on your own now. I can't. I can't. I genuinely can't remember. I can remember how it ended, but I can't remember anything else. No, we won't talk about that just for spoilers, but it is good. There's two endings, and to be honest with you, it's it's a pretty much a straight choice at the, the final scene, really. Uh, I don't know whether a lot of what you do actually would impact the, the final choice that you have at the end. No, I think it's a 50-50 shot, isn't it? Yep, you just get two choices and you go with one that sounds more appealing to you. I've also been playing a little bit of Warcraft. I'm going to plug that one because I really enjoy that game. I love it. If anybody plays Warcraft, World of Warcraft specifically, hit me up on Twitter with your battle tags. Let me know. Watch the tweets come flooding in. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for it, baby. (laughs) Okay. That's all I've been playing. Pretty much. Well, I've been playing more than that, but, you know, in terms of what's interesting to me and the things that I spent most of my time on, it's those. Yeah, those are the big ones. Yeah, that's fine. Indeedy do. Right, we're going to plug the Xbox Live and PSN free games for June as we've just gone into the new month. We're recording this on the 2nd. Chris, I'm going to let you do the PlayStation ones. I'll quickly run through the Xbox ones if that sounds good to you. Okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. Excellent. Okay, first up on Xbox for Games with Gold this month, you can get from June 1st until June 30th, NHL 2019 on Xbox One. This is the latest title in the long-running, very popular hockey game series from is it EA. I'm guessing it would be. It's a sports game. I think it is. I think it is. Well, uh, we, uh, we really, really probably should know that for definite. It, 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 it's EA. I'm telling you. So yeah, you can get that from June 1st till June 30th, uh, as I say. Next up, you can get Rise of Ether. I think I'm saying that right. A-E-T-H-E-R. Yeah, it looks right to me. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, you can get that June 16th until July 15th on your Xbox One. This is 
allegedly a Smash Brothers like beat em up with a pixel art style, and I haven't played it, nor have I seen it. I just did a little bit of research on what the game involves, and it seems to be common consensus it's Smash Brothers like. Interesting. So there you go. Uh, the Golf Club 2 is still available. We mentioned this actually on our podcast at the beginning of last month. May 16th until June the 15th on Xbox One. Yeah, the title speaks for itself. Grab it whilst you can. Chris has played it. You can hear his thoughts on our last episode as well. Next up, Portal still alive. June 1st till June 15th on Xbox One and Xbox 360. The original Portal game, (laughs) this is now largely considered a classic pretty much universally. If you haven't played it, play it. Uh, it is a unique first-person puzzle game that uses portals in just an incredible way. Makes your brain hurt. I l- absolutely love this game. It's not that bad. If you've got some common sense, which admittedly you don't, Chris. No, I struggle. Then it kind of makes sense why you say it made your brain hurt. <laughs> okay, last up on the list here, Earth, De- Earth Force Defense 2017. This is available June 16th till June 30th on Xbox One and Xbox 360. This is another title in the Earth Force Defense franchise they decided to stick with it it would seem and make earth defense excuse me and make defense 2017 available this month its brother insect armageddon was available with last month's game with gold if you remember and it was one of dave's to play games so we spoke about it in our last episode i believe go check that out if you want to hear what that's about but yeah earth force defense 2017 that's it for xbox games with gold for June, at the very least. Chris, what have we got on PlayStation, the two games? Oh, on PlayStation we have Borderlands, the handsome... Is that Should that be the handsome collection? Yeah, I don't know why that's a stream. I don't know. Were you, were you thinking about streaming as you type that up? Potentially, just to give some insight. The notes, for some reason, say Borderlands, the handsome stream. So yeah, anyway, it's the next-gen remaster of Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel, bundled into a nice, shiny little package for you to enjoy. I have this on Xbox One. It's good. Yeah, I believe you were. Yeah, you were playing through it with Dave, weren't you? That was the remaster for the first game that's just come out. Yeah. They didn't include it as part of the handsome stream. (laughs) The handsome stream collection. Yes. (laughs) As I shall now refer to it henceforth. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Uh, The other title for your enjoyment this month on PSN is Sonic Mania, which, yeah, it's a Sonic game. I've never played this. In fact, I'll be honest with you. No. I've never even seen it before. <laughs> no, nor have I. And that, that's saying something, because I used to be a hardcore Sonic fan, no longer, but I'm looking forward to the film, which we will talk about later, actually. Yes, we will. It's a Sonic game. Uh, both these titles are available from this Tuesday to the end of the month. Yes. I, I hope PlayStation get to a point where they don't have to update their service on a Tuesday. Like it, The games just start being available on the first day of the month instead of whatever day of their Tuesday. Like. It's just bizarre. It's how they do their network updates. Yeah. But it is a bit outdated now. They, you think they would update that infrastructure, mind well, you. That's the PlayStation Network all over. <laughs> yeah, they, they've only just got name changes, so there you go. Right. Let's move on to news and discussion because we've got a few things to talk about. Again, it covers the things predominantly that have taken place over the last couple of weeks or the things that were most talked about anyway. So let's jump right into that. Funky Gamer News and Discussion. Righty-do. Okay, Chris, you've got the first news item. Why don't you go for it? Tell us all about this. 
I have indeed. This was very exciting when I saw this news. Uh, EA Access is finally coming to PlayStation next month. That news excited you? Yeah, it did. It did. It's been a long time coming after Sony saying they didn't really want it because it wasn't really worth it. Yeah, I know, right. And they've got they've got the nerve to charge us 40 quid a year for PSN. I know, as well as the fact that they've just taken like two games away from the service every month as well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, EA Access, good service. Uh, really, really like it. it. It gives you a chance to play the EA games. You get a trial for 10 hours for any new release, and then you get a hell of a load of games in a back catalogue to play through as well. I wonder when Anthem will be going in the catalogue. <laughs> I don't think we'll have to wait very long for Anthem. Mm, me neither. We'll have more to talk about with Anthem later on. Um, but yeah. Yeah, exciting, exciting news. I think I think it'll be a good service, and it's definitely worth the money. It's a five for a month, or 20, 20 quid for the year. Not too bad, then. No, no. <laughs> Why you'd want to spend a five for a month when it costs 20 for the year, I do not know. Whoever did the maths on that really needs to sort themselves out. Well, yeah, I suppose. It is pretty good, though. I mean, 20 quid for the year. I pay for it on my Xbox. It's the same amount on the Xbox, in fact. So, And I think that's worth it. At least I got to play... <laughs> I reluctantly say this. I did get into the anthem like early stages, you know, prior to it being available to the general public in the shops, that kind of thing, just through this service. And I bought it na- namely for that early access to anthem as well. So how times change. I know. So uh, I don't know whether they've given an exact date as to when it's coming in July. Have they? No, no, they haven't as of yet. We are we're just waiting for July to come around, and then we'll see. Because I think EA will probably announce it maybe maybe they'll tell us around uh, e3 time possibly so actually maybe yeah considering that playstation won't have much else to say around that time that's for damn sure no that's it so we will keep people up to date if any more info drops on that i tend to notice follow-up stories and i know that you do as well chris yeah. so if anything else drops we'll mention oh it. yeah absolutely excellent next up on our little news list Microsoft and Sony are going to team up, apparently, in a new cloud gaming venture. So I don't know exactly what this entails in the long run. It's kind of a broad announcement on their part. News of the partnership was announced in mid-May, I'd say, and it outlines a new plan for the two conglomerates to collaborate on development of new cloud solutions, specifically for games and games content, and this will use Microsoft's Azure platform. Now, the industry consensus from what I'm reading seems to largely point to this being born out of a need to combat Google and their upcoming recently announced Stadia service. It's a very weird thing to hear, though, in today's modern-day gaming climate because this is two massive competitors that are now saying, yeah, the future of gaming, we're now going to collaborate. What do you think this means, man? It's crazy. I don't know. I, I genuinely have no idea because I, uh, I initially saw it, saw it launched as, as two men shaking hands and saying, yeah, we're all right now. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. So it was Satya Nadell, who's the one guy at Microsoft that I can remember at top of the chain. I don't know what Sony CEO is called. It'll probably be a Japanese bloke. Yes. So I'm not going to try and butcher his name. but No, it's probably a good idea. There was a, a viral photograph that was making the rounds on social media that was then basically shaking hands and announcing the partnership. But, I mean, is this potentially a way for 
Sony to develop pretend, like PS3 and earlier cross-compatibility using this service, i.e. the cloud, because we know that the PS5 is going to be back compatible with PS4. That is pretty much a given at this point. But I still think Sony will potentially want to achieve back compat with PS3 and older. And using the cloud to do that could maybe do this, perhaps? Yeah, I think Sony needed a little bit of help when it comes to the networking service and sort of working through the cloud, because from what we've seen, they don't really have much of a clue. No. Which is, I don't know. I'm hoping that the competition will still remain. And I think it will. I don't think it will prevent any... Put it this way. I don't think we're going to start seeing PlayStation exclusives on Xbox and vice versa. No, not a chance. I think that kind of thing is going to remain. But I think it is a smart move that, well, like we say, it's clearly aimed at Google, really. And it allows both Sony and Microsoft, who are despite competitors, being competitors, wanted to keep control over the gaming landscape. What's that old phrase, the... The enemy of my enemy is my friend or something like that? Yes. Or the enemy of your enemy is your friend? I, I can't remember what that, what the hell that's all about. But yeah, I, it's a similar concept here. And I think that them teaming up, as well as Sony really wanted to leverage what is a massive infrastructure from Microsoft, is really to keep, ensure that both parties keep control over the gaming landscape. Yeah, it's just to, just to keep them head and shoulders sort of above what they can see coming, which will help if you if you sort of team up and are as big as them two are. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we'll have to see, as with pretty much anything of this nature, because they haven't actually done anything of note as of yet. No, by, by posting that picture and saying, hey, guys, we are working together. Watch this space. It's all going to be great. Yeah. It's going to take some time, but we'll keep people updated as soon as they drop some information. Let's move on to the pretty big things that we're going to talk about this week. First up, we've got information about Anthem and a new update for Cataclysm that is going to be dropping. Chris, you've got a bunch of details on this, so why don't you help us out and tell us all about it? (laughs) Do I have to? Yes. Okay. Uh, If anybody is still playing Anthem, then continue to listen to this bit. If not, just skip forward two minutes. You're not really missing very much. Two minutes. Don't take it literally, because it might be longer than that. You think? I think I can. I think I can sum it up in two minutes. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I really bought myself to do a corner here, haven't I? Yeah. So Bioware, uh, Bioware streamed the announcement live on Twitch. Uh, it outlined how Cataclysm will be event based. The event will be timed to be available over an eight week period. Uh, it challenges players of all levels to score points by completing challenges, solve mysteries, and navigate deadly storms. Which, by the way, I saw a video of. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I've you know, I also seen videos comparing that to the dis- the storm destruction that was shown at E3 when the game was initially announced. Yes, yes. It's pretty damning, unfortunately. It, uh, yeah, yeah, it does not look as nice as the initial trailers and promo stuff led us to believe. Um, so, yeah. But we live in a, a day and an age when that's all too common now. It started with Watch Dogs. Now everybody's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we like to be hopeful, but unfortunately we know now that that watching a, an initial presentation for a game will sort of lead to us being slightly disappointed with how it goes. And that's not to say that it doesn't look pretty, because it does. It does look nice. Yeah, it look, yeah. I, Anthem did look nice, but I... Cataclysm does not look as as gloomy or as sort of life-threatening as we were initially promised. 
Yeah, I would describe it at best as a bit windy. Yeah, it's a bit windy and a bit rainy. Yeah, basically those two things. And there's a, there's still a hell of a lot of creatures for you to fight and all that gumph. So, but yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Have they given us any information as to what the hell we're going to be doing? Uh, so, well, sort of. It, it includes, uh, it gives you a new area to explore, obviously, with the, the whole classicalism thing coming up. Uh, three new missions, new rewards, new systems for scoring. And it is not currently out, I don't believe, but it is coming. Yes, so they've given no actual launch date. So players can earn uh, score multipliers as well. So this is kind of like a score-based system. The entire thing is revolving around score. It takes place on a new map, but it revolves around score. And the higher the score that you have at the end of the round, if you will, the more loot you get as a result of that. And you can also get some currency from each event that you use to acquire chests. I don't know what those contain. Probably cosmetics. Although, no, actually, I think it's maybe legendaries. I don't know. We'll have yeah, to see. Who knows? New stuff. I know. So uh, all that good stuff to look forward to if you're still really clinging on to dear life as much as Anthem is. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I saw something on Reddit and I can't find it now and it's going to annoy me forever. Why? What do you mean? It was it was all loot crate based because obviously they made you grind for loot initially, and now they're adding an event an event which makes you grind even more for sort of the same kind of loot. Yeah, I know it's and do you know what else as well? Speaking of loot, they absolutely mentioned no fixes with regards to the current loot system in and of itself. No, which uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. We had a couple of days there where the loot was lovely and everybody was getting good stuff and then it stopped and sort of half the player base went then and the rest of them sort of trickled away as we sort of (laughs) ended up with no roadmap at all for this game. Yeah, which I don't know. It is a shame. And to be honest with you, I hope this shapes out a hell of a lot better than BioWare are really doing justice to. Maybe even. It It might be bad. It might be not bad. Do you think you'll ever pick this back up, even to test out something like this? I don't know. I might dip in and have a look, but I uh, it needs to be something pretty special in order for me to get back on it because it's been a while since I played it. And I, honestly, what they've what they've announced is not really enough to take me back. I think a lot of people actually do feel that way. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying, "Can I get a refund? Can I?" They've not actually given me what I want with this game now. Now they've announced this. <laughs> It's still not right. So yeah, there's still a lot of negativity there, which is a worry for Bioware. It really is. It's a massive worry, really. Um, And to be honest, was this what you expected from Cataclysm as a whole? Like, you know, we had some preconceived notions as to what this patch might contain. And did that, did it meet your expectation? Is it completely different? It's, I don't think it's met any of my expectations since launch, since I played through the initial campaign and story. I think the whole thing has just been a mess. It's like they they knew it was broken, but they're not entirely sure how to fix it. Yeah, I know. In fact, they seem to be asking the community for... And I mean, I I kind of get it. Like, it makes sense that if you have a community, you're going to want to do right by them. The best way to do that is to ask them for the kind of things that they want. But at the same time, you know, you've got to have your own drive and ambition. Otherwise, it's just a player-created game. And even then, that's not necessarily a good thing. No, no. The, uh, honestly, the the amount of negative feedback this game has received is just not going to get it anywhere. No, they're looking for positivity, and they're they're not helping themselves. 
how far did you get when you did play it? Like in terms of like Titan level, that kind of thing. Did you max out? Uh, I yeah, I maxed out. Uh, I maxed out my Colossus. That's a pretty good guy. Uh, hit level thirty. Yeah, and I think I had a decent gear score as well by the time I sort of stopped playing because I'd done pretty much everything that I could within the game. Mm, yeah, I I did quite a bit actually. To be fair to it. Um, and I I still enjoy the flying even now. I think I will probably hop back in to play Cataclysm at least a little bit. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I think I, I don't know whether it'll drag enough people back in because finding any host or finding anybody to play with right now anywhere online for this game seems to be a nightmare. Yeah, well, that's the other problem as well is that support for the game itself seems to be dwindling that much that just finding people to play with in matchmaking is getting difficult and the game seems to be struggling with that as well. It is not good. I think I think our problem was that we did that single podcast on it. You think we are solely responsible for the downfall of Anthem? I think we might be, yeah, because that's the only game we've done one on and everything else seems to be doing all right. Mm, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to give this another go, I think. I, I, I don't think... It, it, maybe they secretly fixed the loot system or something like that. This this whole podcast has taken a very dark and depressing turn. I know it has, but well, it's if, respectfully to Bioware and such, it's it's their own real fault, isn't it? Really, we can't really do it. Yes, it is. You know, we can't really take responsibility for that. We we are just talking about the things as we see them and as we experience them. And at least for you, it's you know been harsh enough to stop you from playing the game. Yeah, that's it entirely. Yeah, you know, which is quite quite depressing, really. Yeah, well, let's leave Anthem behind once again, just for the moment. I'd love to hear what other people think about this, although I'm pretty sure that most people agree with the rest of the internet, but, you know, individual opinions are appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, the other one or two people that are playing it, please get in touch. I'd love to see whether somebody actually has a different opinion, whether somebody's actually still playing Anthem, really loves it still. That'd be nice, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, the complete opposite. So, let's move on to... We've got some new Death Stranding information, Chris. (gasps) <gasps> you know my feelings toward this game. Yes, but we're going to go into it anyway because it's information that people might want to know. That is true enough. Yeah, so well, in case people have been living under a rock for whatever reason or they haven't read the interwebs, Kojima has finally, after months of speculation, hype and talk, released a trailer for his much-anticipated upcoming game, aka Death Stranding. In typical Kojima fashion, it was over eight minutes long, <laughs> which is just ridiculous for a trailer. That's a mini-movie in and of itself. That's about right. And it did show some actual gameplay. It showed a lot of other things that, as I put in the show notes, I did not understand. What I can make out is that the plot itself, aside from being rather star-studded, let's be honest, it revolves around the realms of what appears to be life and death intertwining. It's very reality-based. I don't know what to make of it. I did, have you seen the trailer? Is that a silly question? I've watched a bit of it. A bit of it. It's only eight minutes, so which bit? Yeah, I know, yeah. I didn't want to commit eight minutes of my life to watching something that I may or may not understand or enjoy. It's only eight minutes, for God's sake. So you say that, but that's a long time. If you'd have gone to watch Endgame, which, by the way, I still haven't seen, but that's another topic. It's if you'd have gone to watch... If if you'd have gone to watch Endgame mm. and it'd have been pants for whatever reason, that's two hours, two and a half hours that you wouldn't have got your life back for. Yeah. So, are you telling me that I need to go and watch this eight minute trailer for this game? I think you should, just you know, so you can say that you've watched it at the very least. 
I don't know if that's a good idea. Look, you can at least you can say you have. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It, yeah it's yeah. it does look interesting. I mean, it's obviously done in the engine that was done that was used for Horizon. Yes. And that is incredible. So it does look very very nice. The character models, I'll give them credit, look incredibly realistic. They do. It's a phenomenal, in fact. And some of the gameplay elements look very unique, like the ability to extend a ladder and pretty much climb any <laughs> mountain that. that you can see and rappel down. It's nuts. How long was that ladder he was playing with? I don't know. Is it an infinite length? Or is there a limit? Maybe. Look, I don't I don't have a tape measure. I don't I don't also know Norman Reedus to ask him, unfortunately. So yeah, well, there's loads of different stuff. There's the stealth mechanics as well, and they had like the blending of these two worlds, and it all seems very mysterious. I'd love to know exactly what the hell is going on. I'd love to see you tweeting at Norman Reedus saying, "How big is your ladder? How long <laughs> is your ladder, dear Norman? How long is your ladder?" I'm asking for a friend. That could only go well. If I had, I'm asking for a friend. He's not going to make him any more likely to respond. It's not like he's going to read the tweet and go, "Oh well, in that case." I'll tell you what, I'll give you a tweet back. If you hadn't if you're asking for yourself, then you could do one, mate. <laughs> uh, uh, he probably doesn't know anyway. He doesn't. Do you know why? Because nobody cares, Chris, apart no. from you. <laughs> no. no. That's just me. The one takeaway that you had from the minute that you have watched was how long is his ladder? Yes, absolutely. Amazing. Well, do me a favor, please. Watch the goddamn trailer, because I want to know what you think. Like, even just from an, a narrative perspective or something okay i will before our next show i will have watched the trailer okay you may you made that a promise yes absolutely i will do it fantastic all right well i don't have anything more to say on death stranding i tell you what again once again i'd really love to know what other people think because it's just a weird one like you're just going off bit pieces of information right now nothing's actually concrete and nothing really makes any sense so yeah i'd love to know what other people think what's up next chris tell us we are back on the sonic movie I have to mention it in our last show because it, the trailer made it look absolutely horrendous. Sonic did not look right at all. Yeah. Uh, the the <laughs> the director has announced on Twitter that the movie will be delayed for three months while they fix it. So it will now release in February next year and not November this year. Which is the right call, let's be honest. Yes, absolutely. I think it needed to happen. Although, have you seen it? Somebody on YouTube has done a rather faithful recreation of the cartoon Sonic. and Yes, I saw that. That was really very good. Like, the, the replacement in it is incredible. How he's managed to do that is just phenomenal for a one-man job. Yes. Yeah, clearly a man who's very talented there. And if you've not seen it, then please go and look for it, because you will be impressed. More impressed than you were when you saw the first trailer. A hundred percent. It's had over seven million views, I think. That ain't bad, is it, for a fan for a fan piece? It really is not. It's that's quite incredible considering. And he deserves it as well, because it is, in my opinion, how the trailer should have looked in the first place. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's there are imperfections in it. I'm sure Hollywood with more money will do a better job in that sense. But it, like I say, for a one man job, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So uh anything else? Uh, well, that's not to say the movie will be any better, but they are taking longer to sort it out. Yeah, like we say, a good decision. Do we think three months is long enough, though? I think so. I, that, it's not like they're, they're having to sort of get the actors back in to re reenact these scenes. They're just having to play with, uh, a, well, essentially a, a 3D model of Sonic. Yeah, that's very true, actually. And although, to be honest with you, 3D effects are expensive. Why do you think we never saw dire wolves in Game of Thrones? Because there are no dogs that big, really. 
Yeah, and they had to CG generate them. It cost money. And the amount of times that they had to trade that off in favor of dragons all came down to money. Money, money. It makes the world go round, Chris. So It does, well, it does. With a bit of luck, they will do the fans justice and make Sonic look like Sonic instead of making him look like a furry man-child. <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. Honestly, mate. I couldn't sleep for at least two days after I saw that trailer. <laughs> no, no, it was hurrah. It was horrifying. It's yeah. Frightening. Absolutely frightening. Yeah, I expect that to be a horror movie. Very very soon after the, the proper Sonic movie launches. Sonic the Dredgehog. Yes. Very good. Well done. Thank you. I thought that was quite good. Kind of quick, but won't be the first time. <laughs> Right, I don't think we have anything else to say on that other than the Sonic movie's been delayed and I, yeah, it's game related for that part so we mention it and plus we've covered it on previous podcast episodes so we thought we'd mention it. Right, before we move on to Chris's corner, Chris, do you know something? As of next Sunday, as in seven days from now, Microsoft's E3 conference is going to be kicking off, man. That has come around very quickly. In fact, where did May go? I, I don't know. It just goes to show how busy we've all been, but we're still here, and we plan to be here next week. Obviously, we're going to have, be covering the show itself, but what I would like to post to you, do you have any predictions for Microsoft's E3 conference this year? Anything you'd like to see, or things that you predict we absolutely will see, so you can claim glory next week and when it turns out to be true? There will be a new Forza game. Oh, How do you know, Chris? It's not like they release one every year. Oh, it's where word. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I think this will be uh, Forza Motorsport 8. I don't know. We seem to be alternating between Horizon and Motorsport, so I think that's what we're going to see. Oh, yeah, I do agree, actually. And I wonder whether we'll we'll see anything from uh, Playground Studios RPG, the alleged potentially fable game. Yeah, somebody, I I remember seeing a tweet or something this week that said they were going to show 14 new and unannounced games during their show. I believe Phil Spencer sent something out. Yes, that was him. Yeah, it's um, a, a seemingly a feature-packed show with over, well, in this case, exactly 14 first-party games, which is the most they've ever had an, an E3 conference ever. Very excited about that. Oh, very nice. Do you know what I am as well? I can't wait. I really can't. I, I don't know what... I'm thinking we'll probably see Gears, uh, Halo maybe... Oh, we, I do hope we see Halo. Although some people seem to think that that's 100% next gen, so we might not. Yeah. Maybe they'll show us something that's being added to the Chief Collection or something. That seems to be more common these days when it comes to Halo. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, I do hope we see an announcement for a new Fable. That would be amazing. Gears, I agree with. Uh, Ori. I wonder whether Ori will be making an appearance. I don't know whether that ever got a release date. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. Well, hopefully it will get one at this year's E3 with a bit of luck. Let's hope so. I really am looking forward to playing that, of course. Um, what else can I think of? Not much, to be perfectly truthful. I really just want to know what some of these first-party studios have been working on in the last, presumably, 12-plus months. Yeah. yeah. Why did Microsoft buy all these companies? Yeah, what have they been working on? Well, the thing is, most of them will be, have been working on projects for longer than the, their time acquired by Microsoft. Oh, definitely, yeah. I know a number of them have since released games. And yeah, I just, I want to know exactly what they've been cooking up for that amount of time. So you predict Forza 8, is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful. Well, we will come to see whether that comes to fruition, although I 100% know it will. I will 
say that we will see Fable, which is a ballsy statement. Do you think we'll see more Beyond Good and Evil? Ooh. Because they've been teasing that for years. That was at last year's E3. I think it's more likely to be on Ubisoft stage because they are still having a conference. Yeah. And they pretty much do stuff like that exclusively. If it's going to make an extended appearance, then it would do so, obviously, on Microsoft stage. Yeah. Which could happen because they did that with The Division. Yeah, we might see something for Bioware. (laughs) Oh, no. Apparently, I think it was Anthem itself that was supposed to be at the show and no longer is. Yeah. It was because they got nothing for us. I might have got that completely wrong, but it was definitely a game I read about this week that was supposed to be there and no longer is. Right. Probably because of community backlash recently. Probably. Well, there we go. Any other predictions from you, the listener? This is an interesting one. This only happens once a year. So if you're normally re- a bit reserved in terms of getting in touch, please pull out the stops and see whether you can get in touch with us. Again, check the show notes or listen on to the end of the show for the ways that in which that you can do that. But I really, really would love to know anybody's predictions for this year's E3 Microsoft's conference, specifically because that's taking place in one week's time. So do get in touch. Let us know what you think. Right, with that, Chris, we shall end up here at the news and moveth onto thine corner. I'm ready to go. Excellent. Let us move straight on. It's time for Chris's Corner. Oh, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. You know he completely throws me when you do that little, the little go, 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 go bit. Uh, anyway, right, moving on. This is a bumper, Chris's Corner. We shall try and rattle through these. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to give you a number. I'm just going to leave you, leave you hanging. That's because you don't know whether certain things are going to be included. and you. I know, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've been, honestly, there's been an internal discussion through that, throughout this entire show as to what I should and should not include in this, this little bit. So just be honest, Chris. There's no need to be sly about it. <laughs> you know me. Uh, right, okay. Life is Strange 2. Yes. Oh, tell me. Yeah, the third part was released. Three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago now. I still haven't played it, but upon booting the game up, some PS4 owners noticed a bug had deleted their save files. What, entirely? Yes. Oh. Yes, because obviously it's been a few months since the last one, so you you won't know until you boot up the the latest part, and then you find out that you've not actually got a save game there anyway, because there's been some technical degree pokery gone on, and... uh, it's just disappeared into the ether. That is rough time. It's not like you just. It's not like you get a trophy for it either. I know. I know. It is. It is very strange and a little bit odd. I think they have since patched it. But yeah, in the days post-launch of episode three of this, people on PS4. I think it was just a PS4 only issue. What a shame. Yes. <laughs> yes. Their save files had gone, and uh, yeah, it does give you the option to sort of play through with a, a sort of a pretend save file. But yeah, your choices will not have been, your choices will not be yours. They'll just be made up randomly. No, that to me that is not acceptable. It's like defeating the object of the game. Yeah, it is. Is that why you avoided playing it? I think. Uh, weird. I think I bought it on Xbox. Did you? I think so. Yeah, because it's a single player game. I didn't think. Uh, obviously, there's no there's no online aspect to it. So I think I bought it on Xbox. Better graphics, yay! <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that was. I'm just looking to up my gamer score. All right, so it was purely for the achievement factor. Yes, yeah. I, I generally don't don't play enough on my Xbox to boost my score. So any any sort of single player game that I can play through without being disturbed, I will get on Xbox. Totes fair, as the youngsters would say. 
<laughs> yeah, look at you being all down with the kids. Never going to happen. I know. And by the way, I, I think I'm right in saying this. The first two episodes are on Game Pass. I think we've mentioned this before. Yes, they are. And I am definitely going to play through those two, you know, once I've done the, the rest of them. Yeah, don't don't rush. I know. Well, the thing is, uh, I don't know. Somebody I know seems to be enjoying it. So I'm, I'm hearing conflicted reports as to whether it's any good. Oh, you know. Mm. And somebody told me that before the storm was bad as well, and I'm playing through that and I'm liking it. So I'm thinking I'm just going to go off my own steam here. Oh, maybe you're just a bit weird. Screw you. <laughs> that is fair. No, okay, moving on to my next point. Uh, Epic Game Store, which is a store that we have mentioned many times in the past. Yes, I know, for, for bad reasons. <laughs> there is a slight issue with their uh, no cart option. Because the, the Epic Game Store will block your account if you buy too many games in a row. Oh, I read about this. Was it because of fraudulent services or something like that? Yes, yeah, it's just to protect you against fraud. So I think five games is the limit. You buy any more than five and you have to get in touch with uh, Epic customer services to say, I really want these things. Will you let me buy them, please? That is, uh, considering the service that they're offering, Yes, that is completely unacceptable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had, a bit, uh, they had a big sale on their, their store and people, I think people went a bit overboard and obviously this, this led to many people having an issue. Yeah, and uh, I think, was it Microsoft just very quickly came out and said something like they're going to be making sure that they sell pretty much every game that they publish to Steam, as in we're not going to cater to this epic-only yes. facade that seems to be going on right now. Yes, yeah, we are not, we are not going platform-exclusive, we're just going to do whatever the hell we like, because we can. Yeah, it makes sense. And to be honest with you, it makes a statement as well. I think even Microsoft are quite clearly seeing that this isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Epic are just pushing around their money, basically. Yes, and as much as we'd love to slag off the Epic game, so this gives us another reason to do so. Which is... Not good, because it was looking very, very promising when it first got announced, to be perfectly truthful with you. It was. They just need to iron out these these little bumps that keep appearing. Mm, I'm sure they will, but, you know, oversight's like a shopping cart on a store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed a shopping cart. You've got to buy each item individually. If you went to Asda <laughs> and they didn't have shopping trolleys or baskets, I mean, I know they're getting rid of bags, but you can still buy them. Yes, you can. And I just think to myself, there's no other place on earth that that would be acceptable. So why, what the hell, you know, Epic, pull your goddamn stuff together. Yes, you've bought one thing, you've got to do another lap if you want something else. Just go out and come back in and then, yeah, it'll all be fine. Mm, well, whatever. Well, they need to fix that. It's, what's funny as well is they use a Trello board that's publicly accessible that you can view, like, their priority lists in terms of what they want to implement. Okay. And the shopping cart, isn't even on the like immediately implement list. Oh dear. It's on like the long term goals list or something like that. Yeah. And they, oh great. I know. So they have no, absolutely no sense of urgency. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, there's clearly no rush because people are having a, a wonderful time just buying things once and then moving on with their lives. Speaking of moving on. Okay. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> Go on. That was to, to for you to segue into your next point. Oh, was it for me? Oh, God, was it for you? Really? Far too subtle. Okay. That wasn't subtle. That, that, that was rather blatant, and what happened is you were stupid. I know, yeah, it's because I was reading off on the next story, and then I got distracted by something else that I read in the week. Chris Wright, ladies um, and gentlemen, well prepared. 
<laughs> always, always the ultimate professional. Whatever, man. <laughs> Don't insult me. <laughs> they, I had, I, Get out! I, <laughs> leave. I had the, this one thing. Uh, Xbox Game Pass is launching on PC. Which I don't have any information for. Uh, I just have that line. That's it. Oh, great! Well, well done there, Chris. Well done for reading a line and writing it down. That's my most successful thing you've ever done, in my opinion. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I buried it in the middle of all this. Top streamers said to earn thirty-nine thousand pounds an hour playing new games. What? Yes, thirty-nine thousand. You're doing something wrong, mate. I tell you, if you're doing it for free, <laughs> <laughs> I am. But it's because I don't expect people to put their hand in their pocket. I do make the donates, the donation stuff pretty apparent. You do. But, you know, nobody's nobody's gone there yet. And I can't hold people to it. It's just yeah, just say I'm not gonna make the next decision on this game until somebody gives me a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> see how that see how that gets you. Mate, I will lose subs <laughs> faster than I don't know. You think? Something else that loses things fast. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. So yeah, they are, they are raking it in for playing playing games just for fun. Check out Funky Gamer on Mixer, funkygamer.com slash funkygamer. <laughs> smooth, very smooth. I'm going to plug it again later. I'm sure you are, yes. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago now about Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode, and it seems it's, it seems it's not been that successful. Really? Because they are, they are, they are removing the duos mode from from that. Oh wow! It, it took them how long to create and how long to remove, basically, by the looks of things. Yes, it, it took them. Yeah, six months post launch to give us battle royale, and then they've just removed one of the features already. So you you can now go squads or solo. There is no other options for you. What are they trying? Why did they even bother? I don't know. I'm guessing it was something they wanted to try and obviously wasn't successful because uh, people either play solo or with more than two people. They must have had a lot of blind faith, though, because I could have told you six months before this mode even existed that it wasn't going to do well. Yes. So what what in their mind convinced them that it was? I don't know. Clearly they had had some grand plan in place as to to people were just going to drop Fortnite and Apex and just move back to Battlefield after not playing it for six months. Hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Gamers have very short memories these days. That's that's true. Maybe that's the problem because games are just getting too goddamn simple. Yes. Yeah, uh, you can pick up and play a game now and just... uh, I find mostly it's like you either get a month or two months out of it most, and then you move on because something else comes along. Did you play a lot of Battlefield Fire Royale? No, because at its core, it's just another Battle Royale mode. It didn't do anything new or different. It was just there. And do you think they'll pull support for it entirely, or do you think they'll just leave it in there? I don't know. How long until the server gets shut down, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, they'll leave it there. They'll they'll leave it there because I'm guessing people still play it. It's just not as massively popular as they assumed it was going to be. I think if they'd launched it at the same time they launched the game, it might have been fine. Yes, but the fact they waited as long as they did, no, they blew it. They absolutely blew it. Well, it was always. Do you know what? I think it would have failed if they'd have launched it with the game. But I think it would have had a better chance of success if it had launched with the game. Oh, absolutely. I think the thing is, by the time they released it. The majority of people that were playing Battlefield Five online anyway had probably departed from it. Yeah, you know, aside from the hardcore fan base, 
that's still a large portion of the player base that you know won't be exposed to this new mode because it came out so many months after the main game. Yeah, yeah, they they, they sort of blew it, and yeah, I think they're slightly regretting it now. Like all this money just goes to waste. It's just such a shame. I think you know if they took the time and focus on the game experience and monetization, and you know bucking the trend, not not bucking the trend in this case. In other words, going with something like battle royale that's already prominent all over the world. Yeah, I just think to myself, they need to start making better decisions. If I know this, and you know this, and pretty much every layman gamer knows this, then pff, why don't they know it? I don't know. The powers that be are just clueless for the most part. He's absolutely crazy. Right, moving on. My final point. Here we are. Uh, Netflix are hosting a panel at E3 because they have gaming news for oh, us. No. Yeah, I don't know what they've got planned because there's not been very much information other than they want to attend E3 because they have something to announce. Right. Let's weigh up the objective facts here, Chris. Okay. Netflix tell us that they want to attend E3. Yes. A conference that is traditionally reserved for gaming entities like Microsoft and Sony, as we know. Absolutely, yes. Netflix are not one of these entities traditionally. No, they are not. What do they do very well, though? Uh, Netflix Originals. Well, yeah, but let's look at their service in a broader context. What do they do very well? It's not just Netflix. It's, it's delivery of content. There is always something new and interesting on Netflix. Very true, but it's also delivery of content. <laughs> what I mean is their specialization is to keep... Like, do you ever have a problem with Netflix? Whenever you want, you can log on to it and you can always just stream that 4K movie or that HD film. Yeah, yeah, it's always there. Exactly. So when you look at their ability to be able to do that, it's not that far out of the box with, the, their, with, with their enormous cash reserve that they might have been doing research and development into gaming and how they can apply their current streaming mechanisms and services to that. But what games? Are, honestly, the, the, there is a fair amount of TV shows for them to play with. They're as big as Netflix. Excuse me, Netflix are as big as Amazon yes. and Google. Yeah. Now, like it, it would not surprise me if game publishers have their fingers in many pies, not just with Microsoft, Sony, and even Google, as we know. Like, who'd have thought Google would have been hyping Assassin's Creed Odyssey on YouTube? Yet here we are. So it's not that far out of the realms of possibility to think that Netflix might actually offer some service that relates to gaming in some way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, obviously, it being it being me, I have no other information on this because there's been nothing released other than Netflix asking E3 if they can attend. Right. Well, did we know when they're going to be doing a conference thing? They are... No. There is no date for them. They are just, they've just said they're attending. Okay. Right. Well, if it turns out... They do attend and they hold a conference. We'll be here within the next week or two talking about undoubtedly what is Netflix's new game streaming service to be. Yes, that'll be interesting. I don't understand why. Why else would they go, Chris? Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Like it makes no, I can't think of any other logical reason as to why they would be there. We'll have to wait and see, but goddamn, that's a juicy tidbit. Oh, I actually have one more thing before we, before I, before I close this little bit out. Uh, the Ubisoft Game Pass seems to have leaked. There was a mention of it. There was a mention of it online, uh, maybe a week ago now, via I don't know some. There was a Ubisoft link to it somewhere. So it looks like they're they're moving sort of along the same lines as, as EA's access and all that lot, and giving it a little gaming service. All oh, right. 
Well, it seems that most people appear to be learning from Microsoft's success. Yes. And given the fact that, you know, EA and Ubisoft aren't going to put their own games into Game Pass, I imagine it's more profitable for them to just implement their own pass. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Should there be any more information? Maybe around E3. Hopefully, yeah, and it would make a lot of sense. In fact, I, I'm going to add that to our predictions list. I'll give you some credit if it becomes true because you plugged it, but ultimately I, I think at Ubisoft's conference this year they're going to announce a pass. Here endeth my corner. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Let's move on to the plugs and begin to wrap this bad boy up. Plug life. Please get in touch with us. <laughs> we are so very lonely. I know. Listen, if you have any questions for the show, which I know all of you do, you're just too shy. Isn't it, guy? You're just too shy. Listen, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Listen, I'll tell you what you can do. You can go to the Funky Gamer website at funkygamer.co.uk and you can use a simple form to submit a question, perhaps a bit of feedback regarding one of the points that we've raised, something you agree with, disagree with, something you want us to talk about. All these things are valid. Go over to the website and chuck us something over there. Alternatively, you can contact us on Twitter at FunkyGamerBlog. If you want to chat to us directly, you can hit me up at Ricky James. And Chris is... At X underscore CW. Fantastic. We're also live streaming an absolute metric ton at the moment over on Mixer two days a week at the very least, strictly on Tuesdays and Fridays around 8pm British summer time. Don't know what that converts to outside of the U- the UK, at least. So please, no, they'll have to do their own work. Yeah, you just use Google. It's simple enough. I have been doing a few impromptu streams as well, though. So follow us on Mixer at mixer.com/slash/funkygamer, as well as over on Twitter, as mentioned. So you know when we go live. I tend to post to Twitter when I'm going to be doing impromptu streams. So that's why I say it's better to follow us there. But if you follow us on Mixer, you get notifications and stuff, and it also shows your support for us directly want to know what else shows support chucking us a follow or a like on your respective audio platform as well as a review if you're feeling particularly generous of course it all helps us greatly we love you for it and thank you it costs you nothing and tell your friends yeah please tell your friends yeah do that one definitely that one definitely that one everybody knows a game right everybody knows a game just tell just tell them about it yeah it really helps anyway all of this stuff in the episode show notes, as well as other bits of useful information, such as any links relating to stuff we may have mentioned, which I don't think we actually have for the most part this episode. But yeah, you can find PlayStation, Xbox, name tags, all that good stuff, as well as the Twitter handles that we've mentioned and the live stream links in the show notes. Dave's uh, information is also down there if you want to add him on any of the services. So go and grab that and say hi. I really am looking forward to hearing from you sure you are etc 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 chris have you got anything else i've got one more thing this this is the story this is the story i was saving uh, i didn't really want to have to use it but i feel the need the need to share is it disgusting of course it is (laughs) there's no way i'd delay this long if it wasn't Mm, okay well (laughs) how disgusting just tell me Okay, No Man's Sky, there is an update coming for that game called Beyond, which is a three-part expansion to No Man's Sky, and it's out in the summer. Right. But uh, (laughs) the community have sort of modded uh, something that is coming, allowing your NPCs to to roam freely around, 
and this now this this new uh, sort of mod allows NPCs to poop. You're welcome to take to take a dump. Yes, like they did. I don't. Why? I don't know. Why not? Modders have done all sorts of things with with PC games, but yeah, this this seems to be the the one that's a little bit out there. I know, but I'm sat there thinking: Does this add on to a? I don't know. I'm assuming that an NPC, say, in a base on a planet somewhere, has like a rotation or a thing that it does. So it'll stand at the desk for one minute and then it'll walk over to the other side of the room and stand there for one minute. Like, have they had to interrupt like the built in mechanics and the paths that the NPCs currently have? And have they added it in so they walk to a toilet and take a poo, but it just so happens that you as the player can follow them in there? Or do they go outside and do it on the ground like a dog for all to see? <laughs> well, I'm guessing it depends on on how good these, these characters are, how how civilised they are, if you will. Civilised? You're talking about taking a poo? Yeah, everybody poops, apart from the royal family. We've had this conversation. <laughs> we have, yeah. Unbeknownst to listeners, we had it before the stream, and the context that surrounded Chris telling me that I'm not going to provide here it's just, or anywhere for that matter. No, it's probably for the best. But there we go. That that that's really a great way to end the show. If you play No Man's Sky and you are if you have access to this mod, I don't know if it's a PC only thing. I can imagine it probably is. Yeah, it is. But if you have it on PC and you check this out, what I would really like to know is. Just not, not just because I'm curious. It's like, how far does it go? Like, do you, do you see? Do you see it? Do you see it all? Please, please tag me in any videos. Just tweet at Chris, and then he can relay it on to me. Again, his handles in the show notes. But if you fancy checking that out, since none of us play PC games and you feel like a baller, then goddamn, please go and do it and let us know. Right, I'm taking. That's your little final, 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 actual final thing. That is my actual final bit. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much indeed. I think we should wrap it up here. I think so. Yeah. To every single person listening. In fact, no. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming, Chris. Obviously, I do appreciate you being here. As of that's fine. Now, what will be hopefully every week going forward, at the very least. You'd hope that. If we do, if we do take impromptu uh, hiatus, I do try and quell people's expectations. So keep an eye on social media. But thanks to you, Chris. Also, thanks to every single person that's listening to this. Of course, get in touch. Let us know your thoughts on any things that we said in this Funky Gamer podcast episode twenty-five. My name is Ricky James, and I will talk to you all, Bing Bong, next week. 